Please pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would fall powerfully upon us today, Lord, that you would speak to us of your resurrection, that you would touch our hearts, Lord, and that you would place your words into my mouth, that I might preach them faithfully and serve you. Lord, and I pray that you would draw us into deeper relationship with you today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is so good to see you all on this lovely Easter day. Unfortunately, the weather is not uh, participating with us, cooperating with us, but that's how it is sometimes. Well, if you know anything about me, you know that I kind of have an ongoing love affair with cars that break down on me. Anyone picked up that theme yet? It started when I was a wee child uh, at the age of 16 uh, with my first car. It was an amazing car. I loved this car. It was a 1965 Toyota Land Cruiser. And it was a great vehicle. I mean, it got me everywhere we'd go, out four-wheeling in it, and I loved this thing. It only had one design deficiency, and that wasn't even an original problem with the vehicle. You see, somebody had put, like, this roll cage in it, which was cool, right? Everyone loves having a roll cage in their car. And, um, and the problem was when they put it in, they had, it, it kind of conflicted with one part of the vehicle, and that was the windshield wiper motor, right? So they had taken it off, right? The previous owner, somebody before me, had taken off the windshield wiper motor, and instead, that was a really good motor that had originally been on there. What they put on were these things you can mail order, these little uh, individual motors for each wiper, uh, they're designed for like hot rods and things like that, you know, classic cars that you don't drive in the rain, right? But so that you can have them just in case. So there were those motors on there. And I used to drive this Land Cruiser up skiing all the time. And invariably, it would snow right on the way up. You know, it happens around here every once in a while. And so going up, you could always start to tell when the motors were going to go out on those wipers because you'd start to smell. Right, the little electric motor would start to burn a little bit, and then the wiper blade would start to go, and then finally it would go, and and a little puff of smoke would come out of each motor, and that was it. Right, but what happens when you're driving in the snow? What what happens to your windshield? It gets snowy, right? So I had a solution because know what I I was a smart kid. I knew that seeing is important to driving. I put two and two together, right? And so what I came up with was since I was going skiing, I just rolled down my window and put on my ski goggles and I'd just drive like this, right? Head out the window, 50 miles an hour, highway 20, heading up skiing. You might've seen me, right? I was the idiot with his head out the window driving up that road. And you know what? It works okay on left turns. On right turns, it's awful hard to see. But that's how I got there, because I knew that seeing was important, and I was willing to do almost anything to see, and to go skiing, too. I mean, that was an important thing. You know, and I think something like that is going on in our gospel passage for today. In our passage, we have the story of the two Marys who go out to the tomb of Jesus and are looking for him there. And what do they see when they show up? They see Jesus, right? No, an angel. Absolutely, they see an angel there. And he's pretty impressive, but the angel's not who they're looking for. So they see this angel, and the angel says to him, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. 
He knows why they're there and who they're looking for, and he wants to reassure them that they will find him. He then says to them, He, Jesus, is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. See that word? See? Shows up a few times in there. Must have been important for those ladies. The women wanted to see Jesus, and he wasn't where they thought he would be. But God knew that they were looking for him, so he sent an angel to point a way to the Lord. He sent an angel, a messenger, so that they would know how to get to Jesus. He wanted to reward their search and make sure they found him. You know, God is a lot like my youngest daughter. Let me explain before you kind of go someplace with that. Uh, he is, have you ever played hide and seek with a toddler? And how, how well do they hide? Not very well. I find that either she's telling me where she is, or if, if she's not doing that, I can just say, I wonder where Ella is. And then she'll say, I'm here! Right? Because your toddler doesn't want to stay lost. Right? They want to be found. And they will do anything to make sure that you find them. That's how God is, too, in all the best ways. He wants to be found. He's not like my older kids who can hide really well and stay quiet for a long time. He wants to be found by you and me. And so he'll make sure that we get to him. And so the angel's message is that they will see Jesus, and so will others. But they will need, in order to see him, they will need to step out in faith in the direction that he is pointing them. He gives them the directions to find Jesus, but they need to follow the directions to get there. In another part in Scripture, in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock the door and it will be opened to you. The precedent is there. God wants to be found by you and me. And he will do anything within his power to make that happen. The angel gives them then a message for all those who love him, all his disciples, that they will see him as well, if only they will listen. You see, Jesus might not be exactly where they expected him to be. He wasn't in the tomb anymore, but God is going to make sure that these women will find him. The passage shows us that if someone is looking for Jesus, Jesus will reveal himself to them. And then in our passage, these women, they get this amazing duty, right? Because the angels appear to the women. But in the passage, who appears to the men? No one. Yeah, no angel. They don't get anything spectacular like that. Who do they get? They get the women. That's right. The women become the angels, the messengers for the men. They get, since they have seen the Lord and heard the message, they then become bearers of the message to those next, that next generation of people who will see the Lord as well. That's what happens when we find the Lord. We become the ones who pass on the message to those after us. We become, just like the women, charged with the task of pointing others to Jesus. This Easter, we celebrate the miraculous, that God took on our flesh and died and then was resurrected. Jesus died for us, it's an amazing and powerful message. And he died and rose again, and he wants us to see him. He did this amazing work so that you and I 
could come into relationship with him. So that our lives could be transformed by him. So that we would not die forever, but that we could be freed for eternal life with him. So that we could be broken free from the guilt and the judgment that weighs us down. So that we could be completely and utterly forgiven. Seeing Jesus is so important. It is the most important thing that we will ever do in our lives. Chances are, unless he miraculously appears to you in bodily form, we won't see him that way. Instead, we'll see him in someone else, in a faithful life being lived out, uh, in unconditional love and sacrifice and service and standing up to injustice. We'll see him breaking through in some gentle but powerful way, and we will recognize that as Jesus if we're looking for him. But make no mistake, Jesus Christ can be seen, and, he, and we will see him if we look with the eyes of faith. Now for me, I used to go to great lengths to see when I was driving that old Land Cruiser. Do you think I wanted to be seen driving around like this? No, but it was worth it, right? Because what did these goggles allow me to do? To see. I was willing to go to great lengths to make myself look like a fool. So that I could see, so that I could get where I wanted to go, so that I could survive, so that I could have life. The question that we're asked today is, what links are we willing to go to to see the Lord? Are we willing to do things that might make us look a little silly, so that we can see him? What are we here for today? I don't know about you. But I came to church this morning because I wanted to see Jesus. I mean, it's my job to be here, but I'm here. What gets me here in the day is because I want to see Jesus Christ. I want to see him. I want to hear him in the music. I want to experience his power in communion. I want to see him in the assembly. I want to see Jesus Christ. What brought you here today? What got you out of your bed on this rainy morning? And what dragged you to church? Was it to see Jesus Christ? To see his life? To see his resurrection? To see his power? And once we've seen him, what will be the fruit of that in our lives? Will we help others to see him as well? Will we share that message of hope with those around us who are walking in darkness? Whose wipers have stopped working and they're unable to figure out what to look for? Will we help them? Will we share with them this message of hope and life and redemption in Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is here with us right now. As we sit here, Jesus is here gathered among us. He is here and he is just waiting to be seen by us. This day, this very day, this Easter day, let's drop our defenses and let's believe so that we can see Jesus Christ as the risen Lord. And so then we can worship him, and we can allow him to transform our lives. As the angel said, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you can be seen that you allow yourself to be seen by us, Lord, and that you want to be seen by us. Lord, this day, 
we are looking for you. Reveal yourself to us, Lord God. Show yourself to us in your power. May we see you in simple ways and in great ways, Lord. But give us eyes to see most of all and a desire to see. Lord, rekindle in us that desire to follow you. Give us fresh eyes. Give us joy and peace. Lord, and if we don't know you, I pray that you would introduce yourself to us, Lord God, that we might love you, that we might follow you, and that we might serve you as Lord and Savior. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.